You know I don't like being caught off guard, but in Jesus' name, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> Father, we bless you for today, and we just want to say thank you for an opportunity to share your word um, as brethren. Um, it's a privilege that we do not take for granted, and we just ask that even as we jump into the wealth of your word, that you that the, the entrance of this word will bring light to our lives um, beyond this podcast, that you'll make us you'll make us live here better men in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, the idea of this uh, particular episode is just to sit down together with my brothers and break down the word and learn from it and also believing God and trusting God that it will be a blessing to anybody or whoever is listening right now. So I have with me um, Henry, Stephen, Mayowa, myself, and we're still expecting Mark. And today we're going to be talking about prayer, but from a conventional, is that the word now? From a from a, from different expression, different experiences that I kind of loved in the Bible. So we have Anna, we have um, Elijah, and we have Peter and John at the beautiful gate, and they were all at different places. In their lives at those at those instances or the, at the, in those moments rather and and they were they were all in different places in their lives and they all prayed different types of prayers that gave different types of results that I felt I just just spoke to me and I just wanted us to look into it to understand prayer to an extent understand what it means to be able to pray to a God that has promised he will listen. A God that has promised us that we should call unto him and he will answer us and um, listen and show us great and mighty things. So we're going to start with Anna. And the first question, Henry had a question though that I think uh, at this point we should ask again and let's look at it. So Anna is um, first first uh, Samuel. First Samuel from chapter one. First Samuel from chapter one. But we're going to start from verse nine, you know, where they finally went to. I'm sure a lot of us know the story of Anna, but now would be a good time to actually go to your Bible and read up on the story of Anna all over again. So Anna starts from First Samuel from chapter one, but I'm going to start from verse nine. I'm just going to make a summary of it. So Anna has been believing and trusting God for a child for a long time, and this particular year changed everything. This particular year, and we just want to know exactly what changed. What changed? Because it's been going to Shiloh for years. It didn't look like it was a one or two or three years kind of thing because they, they had children. The husband, Elkanah, had children and so many other things along the way. So that means Anna had been trusting God probably for years. But what was about that particular year that changed our story? From verse 9, it says, Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Anna stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. So what changed? Henry, you had a question. Yeah, like I uh, what actually, I was trying to figure out what actually made it Anna's curious time. Made it, made it the perfect time for her to be heard by God. Or, or God to move swiftly into her life. Was it because she prayed or because 
Eli agreed with her or in my own sense prophesied to her. So that was my question because 17 says that then Eli answered and said, Go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. So my question is what actually made that change? What actually brought about the change that gave her the result she wanted? So I don't know if any of us can put some contributions to this to answer my questions. Well, I, I know Maya earlier said that I've been sensitive about it, but I'm still angry with Eli's response. On behalf, <laughs> if, if you go down that route, we would we would digress. <laughs> Because the question kind of why why why, why, why that time? But then, why why as I now started? But then again, I now started thinking about. Anna must have been in a very very. Anna must have been in a very very bad place. That's the honest truth. Because what could he, what could have gotten to somebody so much that it, she felt like she didn't have to voice out. That she felt like she didn't have to voice out her pain. Because Anna didn't open her mouth to pray. It wasn't that. And that was another type of prayer. That, it was that particular type of prayer that kind of got my attention. She did not open her mouth. That's what, that's what the Bible says, right? right? That's what, she didn't open her mouth. And that was the prayer that God answered. It was her heart, Abby. So what do you think? I think in verse 20... For me, it's timing. It's God's timing. He says, Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Anna had conceived. So for me, I think it's timing. It was God's time. And this version says, um, So in the course of time. So are you trying to say that timing is very key when it comes to expectation or um, when it comes to your prayers is timing very key because what, what that means is that um, does that mean that there has to be a particular set time for you to be able to experience certain things with God I, I call it God's timing not your own timing okay. there are times that we could uh, be praying for certain things and may not come at that time but God has it in mind for us and he has a particular time where he wants that thing to be so that's what I, I, I think that's what changed it for me here it was the timing, God's timing what about you Maya? Uh, I, I, I sort of <clears throat> excuse me, sort of agree that God's timing um, had a major part to play. I also believe, because we don't have a lot of backstory to Hannah's story, I sort of think that um, how God often functions, or one of the ways that he functions is, he, he plans ahead. He sees a void, and so he plans ahead, creating a solution or something that will fill that void up um, in, in people's lives. Um, and how, why am I saying this? Um, God already knew that um, they were moving to the time where they needed judges, pretty much. And so, he, he already had, I believe he, because he's God, nothing catches him by surprise. He sort of already had Samuel in mind. The question was, through whom will he bring Sam? He didn't have to be Anna. 
But he already knew there was going to be a Samuel that would, you know, play that role. But it didn't have to be Anna. But then the question now is Anna. Anna had been going to Shiloh over the years. What are the odds? Because we, we really don't know. But what are the odds that in the previous years, her prayers hadn't centered on God give me a child just to counter Penina or Penina or whatever. What if what changed it for her this year was a case of, okay, you know what? It's not a competition anymore. I'm done. It's not, she's not even the focus here. You know what? If you give me a child, eh, I will give you that child. Like, I'm not even looking for the child to keep for myself. It's just to prove to me that there really is still a God in Israel and to prove to everybody who has mocked me that, you know, we still serve a living God. Give me this child and I will do you this. I will give that child right back to you. And God is like, bam, we have our Samuel. We have the perfect carrier for our Samuel. So I like, just to buttress what you were saying, there's the place of timing. There's also the place of it, like, what I think is like a mind or a spirit shift for Anna where she probably went from desiring a child just to shut, you know, her naysayers up and then aligning herself with God to be like, okay, my needs aside, give me something that aligns with your will because she would never have known that Samuel would become that great. Bible records that Samuel was the one prophet in the Bible that not one word that he said fell to the ground as in God was just bad like that, you know. So, But she would never have known. It was just a case of I'm done pursuing my own dreams. I want to align with your own dreams and that I think may have shifted things for her. And, and that, 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 that's, that's in, you can see that in, actually in verse 10. And one of the things that I'm picking out from what you're saying is that when you're going to God in prayer, when it's time, when you have desires, there's nothing wrong with having desires. There's nothing wrong with the things that you want. But one of the key things in going into God's presence is to go with His will. Because what changed for Anna was that He aligned God's will this time around to our desires. So it was God's will that that drove, I don't, for, for lack of a better word, I'm trying to, but you understand what I'm trying to say. It was God's will. Anna, Anna went with God's will and aligned a desire for a child no she, she wasn't thinking about she wasn't thinking about him uh she wasn't thinking about her pain anymore she wasn't thinking about the situations going on around her, the wife and all that she wasn't thinking about any of those things it was god's will i love maya's point where maya was saying that anna finally aligned our will as in god's will to our desires god's will to our will and i think that was a major breakthrough for her because it mustn't have been easy going through all those years having to year after year the scorn the shame the abuse because i from the bible the other wife kept i, I can't imagine the mental and still you know perform if i was a man i would probably have pitied our sins like ah, because of all these things Take child, take child, take child now, take child because of all this year after year. But nothing still changed until she aligned God's will. Because the prayer was specifically like, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give me a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Finally, there was a breakthrough. And it didn't require any ceremony, anything. And it just made me like think about it. Doesn't mean your best prayers will have more effect if they are aligned to the will of God rather than the things that you desire. Physical desires like no money, house, you know, results, all those things. Doesn't mean that there's God's will still 
is God's will still, is it trumps or right? That's the word. Trumps. All those other things. Bearing in mind that God said, I already know the desires that you have. I already know the things that you want. I already know that you have needs of those things. But my will first. And that's very important when you're going into the place of prayer. Knowing God's will. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, so, even from the scripture, you know, I wish we could have like some sort of backstory. Yeah, Smile actually said that. Smile <laughs> literally said that. I wish that we could so, have some know, kind of backstory is, is to see. Is it possible see? that God has been hinting at Hannah that, you know what, I want to give me your I want you to agree to give me your first child before this child. She's like, you know, what do you mean when this other woman has how many children? One, one, I'm, only one I'm praying for, yeah. asking me for, you know. And we're like, okay, when you're ready, you know, when, I, when you're a game, I'm game. I'm just, I'm just trying to Yeah, why have I even said that? <laughs> that funny enough that, that God yeah. made more. <laughs> 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 yeah, you guys are just blowing your heart. The why is like that, that God already had a plan for someone was just looking for the right channel mm-hmm. to bring Samuel to life because he had plans for Samuel. Yeah. And you know, Bible says, find the plans I have for you. So God always has a plan. Yeah. God And God's plan is always the plan. Every other thing is just basic human desire, human nature and all that. So that's what my was saying. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and um, just adding to what you said concerning God's will. Because, you know, when the Bible tells us, seek it first, begin our God, and every other danger be added unto you, it makes you understand that, you know, God, God love, God understands our needs, understands that we want certain things, understands that we need certain things, you know, but everything has to be in accordance with will. Yeah. Even the things that are, you know, there's what we call the permissible will, where, where God just allows you, you know, if you look, even if you look at the, um, the times in the Bible where those promises and Abraham for instance where Abraham had um that was no that was like his permissible will. It wasn't God's real will. But I want to believe that God even allowed that because he knew that Abraham was still going to um I mean he was going to achieve what he willed through Abraham. Because Abraham was faithful. You know this guy even though he wants to have his own He's not going to leave track of what I want from him to do, for him to do. So, just align that with this story. You know, it, it just that was what I was saying, asking about maybe whether the backstory. You know, so this was God's will for the child, and it seemed like God had said, "No, I want this child to come from this, from Hannah, right?" And in the prayer Hannah prayed, it looks, it looks like a prayer of acceptance. Like you know, what God finally, I'm done. I'm done trying to have my own way. Don't try to do it alone. You know, have my own will in this. Let your will be done. Let your what what your you plan, what you have planned for this, let it be, let it come to pass. And I don't I don't think the coincidence that at that particular time the high priest was in that same room while she was making this prayer because you know, then high priest is like you know then you had just one high priest. Yes. So that's that's no now presenting not very very organized at then. But just imagine the number one. You know, like in the Catholic Church scenario, the Pope. Yeah, so literally that's kind of what it was. So just ha- ha- having that prayer and making that prayer at points, you know, coincidentally when Eli, the high priest then, was in the same place. And what it, and you know, after um, Eli admonished that, then what he did, Lester said, no, what you pray, let it come to pass. And we know, all know how the story ended. So just to wrap up on, I mean, my own point on this is, when we align with God's will, what God wants to use um, to do through us, 
that alignment puts us in a place where things where where fall in place. things fall in place exactly where 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 the necessary input to that out to that output happen. So it's not. I mean, after the prayer, then she went on had a child and fulfilled and obviously had and. It, Okay, I don't, I don't know if you read down, don't read downwards, don't come past no. me. Okay, so let me just go down. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah. And speaking of alignment, I see two people coming into alignment in this scripture. Mm. Wow. For Anna, patient had its perfect work in her, mm. as she came out complete and fell into the plans of God. Then for Eli, you can see initially he accused her of being drunk. Yeah. What changed that made him? step into the into the spirit kind of you might if I may use that word. He changed from being seeing it being it from a carnal point of view to seeing it from a spiritual point of view of assuming his spiritual authority and speaking to her mm-hmm. into her situation and all that. So I see alignment happening in these two places and it's very important that we align with the will of God for his his perfect will to come to pass in us. So what was Eli's role? Sorry, let, let me ask hey, concerning this alignment we're talking about. Um, so apparently God had to wait for Anna's heart to align with his will before Samuel came. So how long would it take God to wait for us to align to his will? I think it's more how like long how long will it take us? Us. Us, yes. I think it's this, this, okay, this okay. is more about us. No, no, no. The, the question is how long can God wait for us to align? Because the alignment is for us. Yeah, right. I mean, if, if, if Anna never aligned. Yeah, if Anna never how aligned. How long for Anna to align? Then that's, that's, the question. that's the question. So, I, the way I like to think of it is this. Because he's God and nothing ever catches him off guard. Okay. And he knows the end from the beginning. He sort of must have known that at that's some point. I don't know if you know specifically when. But you know that at some point, this chick will agree. Because the Bible doesn't record that. It was immediately after she had lied that she got pregnant. But there was still, but I was like, sure. at a point in time later on, you know, yes. she had it, uh, had in the at course the of time. time. Still, yeah, uh-huh. So there must have been a time gap. So it must have been a case of, you know, that kind of, before this time, this babe, she could all align, you know, she'd be aligned with my will. And then he then takes his time, okay, your spirit is aligned. Is it right? Is it time right for Samuel to show up now based on the things I need him to do? Later on in the future, yeah. so I would say that because he is God and he's all knowing and nothing ever catches him off guard, he would have it wouldn't have been a case of him waiting. It would have been a case of her uh, stepping into so that because it, uh, I mean, for everyone who gets to do something for God, he already gives you the enablement. So he already knew that she had the capability to become this person that is able to abandon her will and align with his. Is the reason why he must have even closed her womb up, like the Bible already recorded earlier on. And it would have been a case of if for whatever reason, you know, your people are plenty and are following you, God always has a plan B. There would have been somebody else yes, yes. through whom it would have happened. So it was, I don't think it's, a, it's yeah. a matter of really God waiting for us. There have been a case of us just finally stepping into His own will. timing and His will. Yeah, what you're saying now makes a lot of sense. When you go to James one, where it says, "My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials." I sometimes I imagine, why should I be joyful in the trials? But it makes it very clear that God's perfect will. Has everything aligned? So when these troubles come, they are for your good. Last Count last. it joy. Last, last. So mm-hmm. that settles it. So a prayer did two things for her. Prison woman it taught her to align with the will of God, and it also you know, taught her to understand that just because you're going through stuff doesn't make it the end of the world for you. 
God is with you no matter how long God is going to be there. Abi? And that's, that's for me, it's amazing because going through stuff is not the easiest thing. Honestly, <clears throat> you know, I was joking about the whole the way I like, spoke to one another. It was because I literally put myself in Anna's shoe. And I mean, Elkanah, funny enough, Elkanah loved that. He even gave her a double portion. So it wasn't like she didn't feel love for my own, it was the other woman. That woman. Mm-hmm. Woman. Pepe them. Pepe them gang that, that woman really it, it made it so hard for her and and the fact that it made it so hard for her one would think that you know, emotionally speaking one human being because of all those things that she was going through one would think that get the child now get the child and she it wasn't like she stopped going to church it wasn't like she stopped praying it wasn't like she stopped yes. serving yes. it wasn't like she was doing anything wrong right? or she decided to do you know, do things outside of the word of God she was still a good Christian nothing still happened until she aligned until she aligned and that's very important when you're going to pray that's very important actually knowing the will of God not being emotional or sensitive about it but just sitting down understanding what God's will is concerning the situation because someone was like man was said someone was still going to come one way or another someone was going to come and yeah. Something else, that's one amazing thing about God in the midst of all the trials really look into your life and you see that God God is providing some cushion somewhere it's not it's not as bad as we, we make it if you, if you really think about it it's not as bad as we make it God gives some cushion like for instance you see Elkanah her husband being so loving and understanding to her not putting too much pressure on her that's like something to strengthen strengthen you in a way. Like there's a scripture that says that you've not been pressed to the point of shedding blood. You get so whatever you're going through, God provides some kind of let's not let's not enter this kind of matter because that's another topic mm-hmm. entirely. Because yeah. when I when I read it this morning I'm like bros it's time to dedicate it's time to go to Shiloh and your wife tells you Wait, let's not go. Let me win him. When I win him, I'm not going to give him what to God. And you just say, okay. They have, literally, that's why you're like, okay. Mm. You and I, and you're the one I love. We're waiting for this child. Says, well, dedicating what to God. My friend, no, respect. I think, the ease I with think, which he yeah, just, just yeah, knew there. I, I think wow. him himself, he knew the plan. I believe they have a communication. Yes, you would have known, but it doesn't make it any easier. Mm-hmm. Of course. It doesn't make it any easier. Knowing is not easy. Oh. You think it was easy for her to, to drop Samuel like that? Because I just promised God. And just, mm. ah. Hey, yeah, bros. Between, between the conception and this guy, you understand? You understand? Yeah, like, so, <laughs> that, so that brings me to another point. Should we call Anna's experience a revelation? Because it wasn't like she didn't know God existed. It wasn't because she's been praying. Should we call that particular experience a revelation? Because God became so real to her that she was now willing to take whatever it is that she desired and give it back to God. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, as in, at some point, there's no how Anna would not know that God would give her more children. If she gives. I mean, it can't be that she was just willing to just sacrifice. There must have been something Anna knew afterwards. I think she probably even had other children before she, she dropped him off. Before she even dropped him off. I think she was yeah. had at least one more child. No, it was, no, up, no, it was no, after no, she dropped him off. The reason I say this is okay. sorry, the reason I say this is Back in the day, women didn't used to. Uh, uh, okay. They didn't used to win children at six months or three okay. months like we do now. 
Okay. I see some people will breastfeed their children for like two, three years, and in between, there's a very mm-hmm. high chance another child would have, or maybe you're pregnant or something. I'm not mm-hmm. saying she was. I'm just saying that yeah, there must have been some some level yeah. of assurance, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, as revelation encounter with God, of course. Yeah, it is. It was. The will so God became revelation to becoming to flesh. It's a case of maybe yeah. maybe I prayed for this thing and really God answered. Answered. Me. You know what? It's an there, must, there must be a God. You, yeah. you, know, you can have the child. There'll it's be more. There'll be more where this came from. Miles, I, I feel like the will of God became so real to her. The word of God became so real to her that she was willing to align with it just to put herself aside to experience everything that God had initially planned for her. But prior to then, all she wanted was what she wanted. Was her own personal agenda, her own personal. Because sometimes when you pray, you because like I said, somebody came to meet me and the person was in a bad place and person started questioning. And this is a good person. It's not a bad person. This is a good Christian, at least to the best of my knowledge. You know, goes to church, serves, good worker, everything. Mark, 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 mark. But got to a place where he started questioning whether his prayer was being answered or not how how does one get to that point two things that i was thinking like either you've not gotten the revelation of who god is to you or you don't know who you are in god anymore because as long as it is the will of god his will will always stand that's why i asked could it be that it was a revelation that anna got that changed it all because it can be easy. Dial kind of, I don't want to go there. That guy, that guy is just. The MVP. That guy is just the MVP. The picture of him and the professor that's the one who must was fine. It should be, mm. it should be on the same wall. It should be same right beside wall each other. Of same. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And you know, when I look at the prayer she prayed, she didn't actually pray for children. She prayed for his son. His son. So at that point, I think she had just given herself. Fully, you know, God just yeah. If it's me, this one was revelation. Let me just bring this one. I'm fine. She wasn't. I don't think at this point because in the in the next chapter after she now brought Samuel, that's when Eli now said, "Go oh, and God bless you with more children." Yeah. And that's when the Bible now says she then had uh, more sons and daughters. But at the point of the prayer, at the point of the request, when that prayer went up as a sweet smelling offering to God, she prayed for one a son. The Bible was very clear. And she said, that one son, I will bring it back to you. So she was making that prayer not because, not based on what's on, on her anymore. Mm-hmm. She had left her desire to have children. Mm-hmm. And she had said, no, let me just have this one son and I will give to you. And I don't think mm-hmm. there was a negotiation of, okay, let me have this one son. Or after this one son, son then, you know, I will give you that. You, you give me another one. doesn't record anything. Mm-hmm. Just says, let me have this one son and I will give it back to you. Actually. You know, and she took her time, win the child and okay. And the winning process, obviously, it's the process of getting child off the need for the mother. Mm. And she just filled her around for the baby and uh, left him. The questions home. asked. So, it, it must be some level of revelation. It must be some level of revelation. And that's, that's very key and important when you, you start to grow in the things of God, when you start to build a prayer life, a prayer culture. It's not just about routine anymore. It's not just about marking attendance or telling yourself that at so, so, so time, for so, so, so amount of time, I'm going to pray about this. It's more about what you know about God. And now aligning that to all the other things that you, you feel or you think you desire. And God now coming in. Because one of the key words 
for me is where God says, ask Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah literally told God exactly what God showed him. Not what he saw. It was what God showed him. And God said, good, you have seen well. And I'm waiting to perform. That, that word always scatters my head. Because that for me, that means that God wants to walk. We're just not giving him work. Because what we're giving him is grumbling, mumbling, complaining, economic stance, COVID-19, everything, everything. But God is saying, tell me what I said. And I'm waiting to perform it. So God, the, the focus of this podcast is prayer. Being able to actually get to that point in your prayer life where you're sure that what you are praying for, you're receiving, no matter the outcome, no matter the seconds, no matter what's going on around you. And that takes us to Elijah. This guy is all shades of something I can't even, I don't have the words to. And, and, and with all the unity and respect, it's not this guy. It's prophet. I should even be saying prophet Elijah. Sir. Sir. <laughs> eh? As he, his introduction. The first, as in chief. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the introduction. The way they introduced because you know, Anna's own was more of like, you know, life challenges, life issues, things going on, personal, family. This guy, nothing. Nothing. The first introduction. <laughs> the first introduction. No record. First kings. 17 chapter 17 <laughs> first time they mentioned the He said as the lord the god of israel lives whom i said there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word only him a man of prayer and a man of war he didn't say at god's word he said at my word see authority at my word the first introduction who be you <laughs> who are you who are you <laughs> At my, no, that, this, <laughs> well, he this, certainly was no picture of love. No, 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 love no, no, Elijah. No, this, no, Elijah, Elijah kind of blew my mind because I'm, I'm thinking about okay, there's a, the other side of being a Christian to where you have to understand your authority and your place. You know, not allowing circumstances and life's issues and changes to affect your understanding of who you are. And it is who God says you are, you are. And that is what Elijah showed us. Because all the prayers, Elijah prayed in different times and different places. That was the prayer of him calling fire for And again, they just, might just blows my mind. Who told him that if he could pray for fire to come down, fire would come down? Who? His experiences. Which experience? With God. Just, nobody had called down fire. Before, before Elijah, it was a prayer. It, it wasn't. It, it was. It was a prayer. He prayed for fire to come down. Nobody had called fire down before, and God answered. God, it, that's what's blowing my mind. As because I, I, I was asking myself, this prayer now is it for provision? Is it for? Um, is it to ama? Is it to blow? This prayer of just calling fire is for flexing. But, but who told him that he could? <laughs> because he could have easily, you know, he could have easily done any other thing. Mm-hmm. Called fire. Fact, like even it. even when they introduced that he preached and uh, rains, I mean, sees rain. No problem. I, I don't. It just felt like it was just upset. Yes. Like we were worshiping God. Yeah. Like, in fact, because. I don't know, nowhere in the Bible did they say that God said that there was no, there wasn't going to rain. He said, Elijah prayed. Elijah prayed. God and, did and, not say and, that there was no rain. And like what, sorry, sorry, because you, and like we said, 
and there will be no due or rendering of until I give the word. Like, so, 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 so you know, you just, you just that, that, that audacity is, is mind blowing. It's confidence. You know, I, it brings me to this scripture. This is the confidence that you have in Him. That when you call upon Him according to His will. So, what was God's will in this Him telling fire to come down and Him saying there will be no rain? Because the next verse, after the first time they introduced God, God him, the next him. verse. God supported him. God supported him. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> man, man. <laughs> yes, man. That would be real. stay so, so please. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because God supported him. The next verse that was God now feeding him as we are. As man of God, as you have come, you stop. As you have to feed, you must stop. You have to feed. So, so obviously, for, for, for me, it, it can only come from a place of um, relationship. Exactly. Relationship that he knows God too much that he can predict what God or he can see things in the will of God. So it comes from the relationship, basically. Though there's nothing, nothing yes. that has been mentioned about yes. his, his background, yes. his family, and all yes. that. But I just believe strongly, you must have experienced God yes. one time or the other to give him that confidence that, as in, he declares first. Yes. <laughs> yes. God, how far? Yes. You don't say. Yes. Say God. How far? To have that kind of confidence. God, God needs us. That. When mm. God, that's what Bible says. Come boldly to the throne. Come boldly, as in, don't come like your normal child. Yes. Elijah knew he was the son of God. Elijah knew God was with him. Elijah, and you know that time there was no Holy Spirit itself. You know, where there was no mediator, nothing. It was that Elijah knew God. Elijah must have spent some crazy amount yes. of time. Why I knew that was the prayer was when he wanted to pray back for, for it. That's when I knew that this guy has been spending time with God. This guy has been spending so much time with God. So prayer for him was more about his relationship with God yeah. beyond the situation. And another thing that occurred to me, you know, that's why I mentioned that David was before Elijah. Joshua was before Elijah. And you know, the, the, the way the Hebrews, the Jews were back then, you know you have to pass down the law from generation to generation. You have to teach your sons. You have to teach your... So most likely, this is what I'm thinking. Moses read. Moses, Moses read the law. Moses got the law. Moses walked with God to the point where God was able to give him the law and all that. So that means Elijah, by the time it was Elijah's turn, Elijah had heard about Moses and all the things that God did in Egypt. You know, yes. Moses didn't call down fire, but you know, there was earthquakes that swallowed people. There was the Red Sea. He had some examples to, you know, to just then, hold then you now read about Joshua. Joshua literally told the son to stand still. So there were some, you know, believable yeah. evidence, believable testimony of he had seen, he had spent so much time with the word, with the Lord. He had seen and heard so much about God that his confidence started to build. God was not physical to him, but was as real as what he had heard about him. Then he heard about David that killed Goliath that never lost a battle. So there was no way. I also think I also think he must have had some experiences. Because the simple truth is nobody can know God for you. Yes. It's, it's exactly. Good, it's good that you read the Bible. Yes. It's good that your faith is void up by the things that you read up in the scriptures. But you see there's a there's a level you need to get to where if you don't have that personal conviction, you will hang Exactly. So how do I know this? Take Jesus' first miracle, turning up water to wine, waiting Mary chop. Enough to tell them, mm-hmm. if she meets him, says, yes. Woman, it's not in my time. 
Please, anything you ask her to do, do it. She just walks away. She must have seen something. Personal experience. She must have had experiences with him beyond the angel that appeared to her when she uh, wants to get pregnant and said, You will have a son. Beyond the other one. There was things in the house that she was like, This guy, this guy. So all of a sudden, they need to go to the plantain. I'm planting for you. There no plantain. There no plantain. I said, Just come to the table. Mommy, just come to the table. And next thing that was you know, so I feel like she must have had those kind of experiences. So coming back to Elijah now, you don't just wake up one day and make this kind of declaration. No. There have been things is look and you know they used to have like school of prophets and whatever. Yeah. Yes. You have become they have been an Indaboski or yes. some sort. Yeah. Enough to what but what do you want chop that will make you go and tell King that yeah. there will be no rain? Eh? Watch. And you can't appear, and, and, and the, the, the crazy thing, you can't just appear in front of a king. You can't just appear in front of a king. There was that's that, and that, and that brings me back to the prayer part. You can't just go into the presence of God without knowing Him. And when you're going to someone you know, you must have confidence. Because one of the key things that stood out for Elijah was the confidence to the knowledge and revelation of God he had. That was why he told those prophets about say just be pouring in fact pour like this, pour like that, cried, you tear your skin. <laughs> and he, he knew something they did <laughs> not know. Because the honest truth is if those guys knew what Elijah knew, mm. they for no testament. Mm. They, 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 they knew what he knew. They would and, and that brings me back to that. You must spend time, like Mario said, you can't just you have to do this. Nobody's gonna do it for you. Nobody's going to teach you about God the way you will sit down and learn about Him because God wrote the Word, He's the author. So that means He has a Word that is just for you. Because that thing blew my mind. I had to start thinking about it that, okay, Elijah, David was before Elijah, Moses, Joshua, all these great people. He had seen some kind of thing. That's why I felt like in his own time, let me see, let me see, let me see. Moses had, Moses splitted the Red Sea. Well, that's okay. It's not bad. There was uh, the earth opened and swallowed. Oh, serpent. Okay. Joshua, son. That's not bad. David killed Goliath. Oh, what can I? How? How can? How? Fire! 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 Like what has not been done? What has not? Because we we serve a God of impossible. This God that I know, you know. Fire. Yes, I said fire. Sure. It's just amazing. But, but what blew my mind was that prayer on the man. Because that's why I said, like Stephen said, he's been spending time with God. He's been spending time with God. Because he didn't just, that prayer, it was just not a random prayer. Yeah, it wasn't done at that point. It wasn't, it was not. And that prayer, now, it was God that now told him, this time around, God now told him, go and present yourself to him. I'm sending rain. There's a sound of rain. So this time around, he went into the place of prayer prepared with the word of God. And that prayer blew my mind because you know that they said it was a cloud as small as I, I don't want to talk about the eyesight they have then, maybe because I used to use glasses. You know, for you to be able to see a cloud. Mm. It's a little as big like this, mm. as small as this my hand like this. And it was enough to go and tell the man of God mm. that you saw something. <laughs> Because I'm seeing cloud everywhere. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing cloud everywhere. It's cloud. So which of the cloud stood out for you, you enough to think that it was something to take back? Something significant. Something significant. Mm. 
or to say that rain is won't rain. He has had his personal time with us, and God has spoken to him. He has experienced God. Like, like, the, like there's a word that says, whatever you find on earth shall be found. He was just different on that rain. God has said these things to us. How do we have the opportunity on that rain? To believe and to perform it. Depends on the realm of relationship we have with God. Depends on the realm for us to come to that alignment. Yeah, and it, it's important that you know that you have to do this for yourself. And nobody's going to, you know, that spending time with God, being able to know God for yourself, being able to get to the place of revelational knowledge of who God is to you is very key when it comes to placing demands on His will. When it comes to placing demands on you, you don't just just like those um, those people that went about um, talking about Jesus, telling Jesus, um, those people that Jesus, well, I know. the demon had to tell Jesus, you know, well, I know who you, yeah, yeah, they they didn't know God, but they were also speaking the name of God. They were teaching in the name of God. So he didn't carry power. He didn't carry from weight. He didn't carry from weight. And this Elijah's last prayer kind of just made brought everything together for me because that means Elijah spent intentional time praying, spending time with God. Amen. <laughs> oh, you don't want us to hear what you're It just makes a lot of sense that Elijah had been spending so much time with God and being so intentional about his time spending with God that when Elijah was so sure that whenever he prayed, this is the confidence that we have in him. The assurance that we have in him, that when we call upon him according to his will. So it wasn't because Elijah was special. Yes, Elijah was special. But it wasn't really about him being special. It was more about what he knew and the confidence to which he knew God. He placed a demand on that. And yes, God answered. Yes. Now, when the rain was locked up, Six, so, pretty first, even at the fourth, sixth, 
So what exactly are we asking God for? What are we what are we believing God for that we're giving up so so soon? We've forgotten what he has said because sometimes things happen, challenges happen and you just generally forget what God has told you. There was somebody that buzzed me and was saying that oh, there are a lot of things are going on, everything. And I asked the normal question I normally ask is, have you been praying? Have you been studying? Well, it's not a normal question that you should ask a believer now because you want to believe that as long as you're doing this to fall in pleasant places for us, things should fall in place, right? Things should fall in pleasant places for us. And when she answered the question, I I, I was shocked. He said, she said yes, yes, that she's been studying. And it's not somebody that we joke or something like that. About those she said, yes, she has been studying, she has been praying and all that. She asked her, who is she? What was a weird question. Who are you? And I asked, who are you? She asked, who does God say you are? Are you? She asked, who does God say you are? Does God say you are? Who does God say you are? Because it's good to have knowledge. It's okay. You've been praying. You've been studying the word. That's okay. But do you know who you are? Because if God has said, Though you walk to the valley of shadow of death, you will fear no evil because I am with you, your Lord and your staff. And you don't know that. And you're praying for protection. But you're going to feel unprotected. Because you need to remind yourself of who you are. It's funny you should say, bro, that's Because I know that it's possible. What you trying to knock some sense. What you're trying to do? You're trying to knock some sense. 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 You're trying to knock you can't be so so conscious of the routine, the routine of going to church, the routine of um, Bible study, the routine of prayer meetings. You can't be so conscious of those things, the routine of meetings and meetings after meetings, and literally forget that you have been placed far above. That in blessing, I will bless you. The consciousness of you knowing your blessed is more than all those other things that you're looking for or looking at. Every other thing will fall in place. The moment Elijah knew it, well, that's like that guy. I'm sure, like Mark said, if we are taking him 20 times for Gehazi to go down and come back because of what God told him. Would have stayed there, and that's another side of prayer that I just wanted to explore again. I just wanted to remind us again because sometimes, you know, these things we, we I don't believe God has brought us into a world where we are going to be the ones feeling defeated mostly. And I don't think that was his perfect will. So, that was what made me say, Okay, look, let's look into these people, there must be something about them. Does anybody have any other thing to say? I 
Whoever is looking so deep and mm, right now. It's, uh, it's all about like, beyond routine, beyond not just marking the register, upgrade uh, today. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's beyond that. It's having a personal moving goal Go for yourself. Experiencing it for yourself. That's where the work uh, have meaning. Yeah. And even after knowing God for yourself, obeying what it is. Yes. Yes. That's, that's one yeah. thing with Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That that whatever God says, he moves. He moves. Without asking any question, even if it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Obedience is key. Yeah. Yes. Obedience is key. Okay. Alright, thank you guys so much. That's been fun. Yeah. We've not been able to get to John and Peter, but I, I know that. This has been a blessing to me as much as it has been a blessing to all those that's going to be listening to this. Uh, we just want to say thank you, Father. We just bless you. We honor you that you've been able to open our eyes to give us more understanding into what it means to have confidence in you, what it means to know you, to to align your will with our desires. And we just want to say thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. 